Blog Talk Radio. For the Bobby Eaton Show, yeah. giving you information you'll want to know, speaking on issues affecting us all, and music for the soul. Yeah. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Hello, world. Good afternoon. Good evening. Hey, and welcome to the Bobby Eaton Show. This is where we tell our stories our way. And uh, in the studio with me is my co-host, Sherry Lasky. How are we doing? Doing fine, Bobby. Hey, how was your day? Pretty good. I can't complain. I'm here. Not complaining? Not complaining Were you busy today? Just a little bit. Yeah, you you know, I woke up this morning and I caught a little bit of the Valley Vale Morning Show, Mm -hmm. which airs about 7 a.m. to 9 uh, I came in here, me and Ramal kicked it. And then I went down to the Black Wall Street Liquid Lounge. Okay. Down on Greenwood, in Heart of Greenwood. Usually get my little cup of coffee, and me and my business partner, Dean Finley, we were all off in there okay. talking. And then Ramal came up in there. And then we left from there, and we went to Wanda J's Next Generation, mm. got some bread, some food. Yep. Then we left from there, went up the street to Wall Street Tees, talked to Cleo okay. Harris over there. So we were kind of doing our back thing, you know what okay. I mean? And uh, it was good and able. So you should, you know, people should support black businesses. Well, yeah, definitely. I've gone to um, the Liquid Lounge a couple of times. Yeah, and you know, me and you were in We were in there together. Mm-hmm. Guy and I, we all grew up together, so I know them. Yeah. And I stopped by the Wanda Jays. I haven't been there yet this year, but I need to make a stop by. Yeah, there. it's always yeah. good, don't we? So, you know, it's good. There's okay. a few black businesses around that uh, we should support, you know. You yes. got, you got, what is it, Boutique? The shoe, the shoe, uh, I guess well, the no, tennis shoes. Tennis shoe. or, yeah. Well, no, that's, uh, what's the name of that around the corner from there? Uh, it's a shoe place. Right. I can't think of the name. It's sneakers. right there. Yeah. Yeah. They, they're expensive, too, I heard. But they I are, haven't gone in Yeah. There. So there's a few businesses down there. Uh, on Black Wall Street that uh, we could probably support. And then we got a few other businesses in our community. Right. You know, that we right. could su- support. You know? A lot of them that we can support. And we need to do that, you know, support black businesses. Because that's the only way we're going to deal economic in our communities our community for us. Support. Yes, it's it's a challenge, especially if you drive fast and you mm-hmm. don't have that's right, because you're you have a one track mind. Mm-hmm. You got to get there wherever you, wherever wherever it is you have to go. You got to get there, mm-hmm. and a lot of times we just pass by places, yeah, and not lot, even knowing that they're yeah, there. Yeah, not even knowing there, you know. And it's right there around the corner for you, right? When you could just stop there, but you're thinking, well, I got to go out south or somewhere. You got to make your rounds, make your rounds, and stop by <laughs> Walmart, and well, I'll get it at Walmart and all that. Right. Sometimes it's right in your own neighborhood. Right. You we know? just got to actually train ourselves to do it and make a conscious effort yeah, to do that. To do it. I talked to a lot of the business owners today, and some of them are doing okay, and others mm-hmm. are kind of like struggling. 
Okay. You know? Well, if they're struggling, you know, they're still, you have to market your business. And if I, that's what I'm telling and if them. people don't know that you're there, then it, that's what you get. It's not by osmosis. You I, have I'm to telling know. them. I say you need to advertise and market your business, uh, do radio, TV, or whatever you can afford to do, flyers, social media, mm-hmm. you know, to advertise your business. And some of them don't even do it. Yeah, out of you, sight, have out of market, you have to have a marketing plan and you have to, you if you don't have the money to do it, you have to do guerrilla marketing, mm-hmm. marketing on a shoestring, get out for people to see, oh, oh, I got it from this place. Exactly. Or, you know, they see something that they like. You need to be able to make sure you tell this person where you got it from, this kind of thing, and send people, send business their way. That's true. So, you know. I whenever I get my hair cut, everybody's mm-hmm. asking where you get your hair cut. Right. Chuck. Chuck cut your hair. Chuck. Right. Yeah. And yeah. You know, Lansing and, and Pine. So everybody right. knows that spot. So when you go up in there, you already know. He's going to hook you up. Always. He knows what you want. Yes. So, yes. you know, that's what that's what it's all about. Right. Networking and telling people about these businesses and spending your black dollars with these businesses. You know, right. there was a time on Black Wall Street, what they say. That black dollar flipped 20, 30 times or yes. something like that Yes. over and over. And it's sort of like this summer when we had the farmer's market, we had a following of people that came simply because they wanted to support what we were doing. Mm-hmm. Now, we had three people that actually grew food in the community, and they were there. But the other people mostly were like arts and crafts. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had a couple. We of talked ladies. about that today. Yes, me and Jamal Dyer uh-huh. down there. Yeah, he, okay. We were talking about it in Cleo's T-shirt shop. All okay. of us were piled up in there. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So the farm. It it was surprising, but it was telling of the mindset of a lot of people. You know, okay, I want to I want to support this market. So people were there religiously, whatever you had to sell, they would buy. And you had people that want to go to each stall to support the people that were there in that space. Mm-hmm. So it was, it, in my opinion, it was a success. Number one, the number of people we had come through there, on average, we would have anywhere from 100 mm-hmm. to 130 people each Saturday that were Coming open. through, right? Yes. And then, of course, you know, with the weather, when it's mm-hmm. pouring down rain, lightning mm-hmm. and stuff, right. you know, right. what's, what's What expect? do you think was a downfall of that not continuing on, just continuing? Well, it's not a downfall. We're going to do it. Yeah, we're, gonna, we're, what, what, what made it stop? Well, the weather. Oh, you talking about when they started getting yeah. real bad? It's weather. a farmers market, yeah. So yeah, yeah. it stopped when the. So are you going to do it at the cultural stopped. center again? We're not sure if we're going to do it at the cultural center because the cultural center is supposed to be going under construction and I same understand. thing with That's Langston because we were using the parking lot across the street from Langston. Mm-hmm. So we're like, okay, where are we going to go? Because Langston's supposed to start doing construction on their building too. So we're thinking about possibly moving down the street on the corner of Pine and Greenwood. That would be great. Possibly Carver Middle School parking that lot, but we have to, you know, work out the details and outs with the public school mm-hmm. system, and or there's a location on MLK, off, you know, across the street Silo, that area mm-hmm. we're thinking about doing too. So we have two places we're kind of Cut, yeah, yeah, contemplating yeah, where contemplating to do it, where we're going to go. But surprised that people came out, you know, and again. We needed farmers, and the challenge was getting more people that grew their own food to the market. Mm-hmm. Now, we had people that would, you know, well, I don't want to do, I don't want to participate because I don't think I have enough produce. But 
any produce is good as long as it's fresh, it's clean, mm-hmm. you know, it's been handled properly. You're you're good. We and we want it to have it in such a way that you have your small garden, small gardeners, the backyard gardens. Like if you have extra produce, you know, you can come and set up a booth. And our booths are only like ten dollars a day. You know, it was real yeah, cheap, that's real cheap right, right there. But, you know, the, you know, the challenge was just like, okay, I, we would, Bill and I would always joke, well, no, we're one stall away from a flea market, so we got to be careful who we bring to the market. We yeah, got to be careful. Yeah, huh? we need we need fresh produce, and anybody with any friends or family members that grow mm-hmm. locally and you know, any of the black townships, you know, we're Oh, we're yeah, we, we were them. talking about that, too, the black townships. Right, right. How some, so many them have disappeared oh God, and yeah. non-existent more. Right. And man. But the part is, I, this is how so unaware of resources that are available to us. Rural economic development, they are dying to invest funds into rural communities okay. like mm-hmm. that. But if you have the people in place, infrastructure place to take advantage of those funds, right. then they, they go to other Yeah, they got to be somewhere. Yeah, so, I mean, just think about yeah. it's like Manfred, Oklahoma. That's a rural community, mm-hmm. okay? But when you drive through Manfred and you look at some of the amenities that their school has, it's infrastructure, you're like, okay. So taking advantage of mm-hmm. funds. That's why it looks like it. That's why it looks the way it looks. And, yeah, and but you when you go to your a, neighborhood, yeah, like, you well, go to Rennieville or right. Slick, Oklahoma, right. one of the and you look and say, "Wow!" Right. But they have a some of them those towns still have a little mayor mm-hmm. or somebody right. on the ca- council, right? Right. And they just don't seek out those funds. Yeah, they don't. The thing, a lot of it, they don't know either. Yeah. A lot of it. So that's education. No. Yeah. Educating them to let them know. Yeah. Look, man, you you right. really you Rennesville mayor, you can qualify for this right. funding right. right here. And not only that, it's like those are rural communities and right. they get advantage of you know rural um, economic development. But there are other resources that, like for example, you have farmland that mm-hmm. are, that's dormant. There are things that people can do with their dormant right. land. But if they don't know, there are resources out there available to them. So we need we need to educate them and uh, find some type of platform to give them the information to where to go. Right. Because a lot of times, some of them probably have heard, well, you qualify for a grant. Well, they know how to do the paperwork. And the paperwork and, is and, and investing. Right. What do I sign? What do I read? I don't want to sign on that. Is that right. going to? Am I going right. to get charged? Am I going to lose my land? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that, so. and that too in rural communities is a challenge too, mm-hmm. because, um, for example, the NRCS National, the Natural Conservation Resource Service Center mm-hmm. is part of USDA NRCS. Right. They have grants are funding available for people that have farms, okay? So if you're raising cattle, if you're raising pigs, if you want to grow food or whatever, the, their main focus is soil, water, any animal production that you may have, and mm-hmm. just con- conservation That's in true. general, That's okay? True. So, for example, you see these hoop houses, call them hoop houses, they're like greenhouses, to extend a growing so if you're a person that knows how to grow food and your season in, in Oklahoma, our season's pretty much in in October, you can get this hoop house and this hoop house would extend your growing season until like April when mm-hmm. it warms back up. Right. But, and they have programs for the socially disadvantaged individuals. You have vet, veterans like the hot, 
hot ticket right now. We so were just talking veteran, about today. If you're a veteran and you're on, your family has a farm mm-hmm. and you suffer from PSD, growing food and animals is the thing for you, mm-hmm. period. It's already been shown that. But a lot of times they don't even know this is available to them. And then when they do go out to get this information, the office itself may play games with them. Okay, Mm -hmm. so it's a situation if you don't know what to ask for when you go into that office, they're like, okay, next, I I want to get some irrigation. Okay, what type of irrigation do you want? Uh, Uh, Yeah. Well, okay, well, let's see. And they kind of just brush people off. Kind of brush people off. But if you go in there knowing about the program, program, right. That's what you got to do your homework. You got to do your homework before you You go in there. Right. right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We were talking about veterans earlier today down at the Liquid Lounge. Mm -hmm. We're going to implement a veterans show. Okay, cool. You know, which is, I think, a real cool thing to wear. Veterans can talk about veterans' issues and war and things, and uh, we can offer them information about being a veteran They're, because they got so many benefits. Oh, God. That they can, and some of them don't even know about the a benefits. A lot of them don't know about They don't the even qualify for, right. like, homes and uh, right. Right. all kinds a, of stuff like that, you know? My aunt's husband, they've been married for, like, 14 years. He just decided to take advantage of his benefits, his, his VA benefit to build yeah. a home from the ground up, brand mm-hmm. new. They can sure. qualify for that. Yes. They can go to school, get yes. education. Uh, so many things right. that veterans right. can qualify right. for, right. but the knowledge and the information needs to be there. And, other, and they got to do the work too. Well, they have to do the work too. But when you're suffering from PSD, yeah, and, and all kind of mental disorders, yes, yes it, that's the that's the yeah, thing right, right there. You right. know, because, you got to get your yeah. You probably you know order. you see a lot of homeless people around, and some of them are vets, mm-hmm. and, and they don't have to be homeless. They don't have to be. Mm-hmm. They qualify for so much. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. there a lot of the thing with homelessness in our communities around the country, that mental illness piece on yeah. top of that. I've talked to a therapist the other day and we had a long, con- he wasn't from Tulsa, mm-hmm. black therapist. And he says that mental health is such a serious issue in our community. Yes. I mean, just, just being unfortunate. I can't say unfortunately, but just being black in America can cause you to have mental any health. type of mental I think issues. I have some mental health issues. We all do. You know, I and I can admit to that. It's clinically there's depressed some, at some point you know, in time I, There's life. something yeah. that, some things that I need to have addressed. Right. You know, but right. first thing is you have to admit that you have that an issue. Point. Right. And realize that you do. Right. You know, to right. make yourself better. And I, I don't right. have nothing wrong well, people having therapists and therapy right, and, right. you know, the only thing that I have is if you have a therapist who's not culturally aware, mm-hmm. then you got an issue. Exactly. And therein lies the problem. We need mm-hmm. more black therapists. We need more black therapists. Sure. That's something and, that we don't have. We have them. Some of them are hard to get to, but we have a, we have a lot of black therapists, but it's just like, do you even know that person is a therapist? Yeah, you don't because black therapists are not advertised and people don't even know where to go to get that therapy. They don't know. I mean, they got a son and he's acting out in a certain way. They know that he needs some type of therapy, 
But who do I call? Who do, who do you go to? Who do right. I go to? Where do I go? And the first, of course, you, you would think in that type of situation, you would go to your school system. But here in the community, we but have. But you got to watch out about the school system. Yeah, that'll let you, you quickly get because, labeled. Because, you know, I was talking to Umar. I interviewed Umar Johnson. And mm-hmm. he, he said when it comes to the black boys. Oh, we, the, yeah, that, ADHD. ADHD. And, and then the teachers will say something. Well, he needs to be on Ritalin. Right, right. But the teachers are not pr- professional therapy they're not professional no, you're not in a position you know, to make that recommendation, the, the recommendation. And some people do that and they do it i'm yeah some teachers look, do it look i'm i'm a, i'm gonna be honest i just left a situation with a class with the classrooms teaching third grade boys and when i say these boys were like raw energy in the room like raw and I'm like, okay, I'm I'm literally breaking up two and three fights at a time in the class. I mean, wow. But these weren't bad boys. They just had a bunch of energy, mm-hmm. okay? And and in our community, how do we handle that? How do we handle our boys? Yeah, how do you handle that? I'm asking you the question. How do you know if you're if if you had a little boy that was cutting up in the classroom, how would you handle him? Well. I think a lot of uh, discipline starts within the home. Yeah. So first, how would you handle? First of all, how would you handle them? How if, would you handle? If your someone child? call me. No, I'm not I mean, asking about a phone call. What how are you talking you, about? How would you handle your son cutting up anywhere? Oh, you don't want to ask me that. question. I'm asking you that question. My son is. There's going to be some consequences. Okay. From a man like me. So are you going to say, well, look? Um, I'm going to say, hey, look here, Johnny. Let me. I told you once. I'm not going to tell you again because you know the consequences behind the action that you're doing right here. Now, continue on doing what you're doing, and you're going to receive these consequences. And Johnny going to know, he going to say, okay, I ain't going to do that because my, so daddy my daddy got somebody, already going to, he going to do what he got to do. Okay. And so he's going to do what I got. Johnny going to do what he going to do, and I'm going to do what do I'm going to gonna do. The same what my daddy did to me. And what was that? That was discipline. Okay, and what he type took, of discipline? He, turned, hey, he tore my butt up. Okay, in the, com- you know, in the that conversation. Part right there. That part, pow, 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 pow. And you, and you would sit but see, down. That's what the community used to, to do. do. We and, don't do And it that wasn't always anymore. guaranteed. And people say, yeah. no, we don't want to whip our kids. That don't teach Oh, uh, you better come like, on with that. You, you better if, discipline. And the problem is, the bottom line is, if you don't discipline your child, CPS, or not CPS, but TPD, Tulsa Police Department. They will, will they will handle they will handle them up. Right, and and then you'll be looking like Bobo. Go on and get your money for bail together if you cannot control. You know the, the thing about it is is you can tell your child the outcome of situations and don't do some of the things that I used to do mm-hmm. because you're trying to save your child a few steps. But they they will go out they there would. and do it anyway. Right. And then there's trouble. Right. And then there's consequences. Right. Uh, court costs, all kinds right. of stuff that you got to right. deal with. Right. I've been there before, so right. I understand it. Right. And then it's a situation. Sometimes it's like I told you so. Now, you're grown, and if you continue on doing these right. things. Then hey, you gonna be on your own, right? But at you an know, early age, at an early age, and you get that, and you get that at home, and you come into a classroom setting, and you don't. Get There's that, a certain amount getting, of di- you're getting a check, you're getting a discipline, you're getting this, and they're like, and that's like a joke for some of that, our kids. That tells now. me if a young man is acting up in a classroom, 
that tells me that he has not been disciplined in his home. You know, okay. it, it just automatically tells me that. Okay. There's a signal right there. He is not disciplined within his home. Or he's a class clown. He's always trying to crack jokes. He wants attention. And right. he's acting out because he wants attention. Right. You know, right. and that's something that he's not getting. So he comes to school and acts for out. And then there's disrespect for the teachers because he don't understand what respect is. Yeah. yeah. He's never been taught respect. So, I mean, and a lot of. So that's what you deal with. Yeah, that's what yeah. I deal with. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm. I wouldn't call them bad kids. They just no. didn't have that that discipline. And I mean, some of them are just fearless. I some mean, of them are fearless. They they are so fearless, fearless to the point until, that they don't understand consequences because they don't have they don't any. Have any. Right. There are no consequences and, and for like you acting don't wanna, up. You don't want to. We need that spirit. We need that in our kids. We need that in our children. Those children. But they need to. It just those needs to boys, be directed. Those boys. Those boys that act out and stuff like that, they don't understand the concept of love. Yeah. And they haven't been really loved mm-hmm. to the point to where you can grab their attention mm-hmm. and show them love to the point to where, okay. You're dealing from a right, different Ms. point. Ms. Lasky, yeah. I understand you love me, huh? Right. right. You care for right. me. Right. I won't do that. Look right. here, Junior, I'm going to make you, you know, you're going to be here with me and we're going we gonna to run this thing. Right. They. Right. They're never put in a position to lead or to be set as an example. Right. right. You know, right. maybe like uh uh like Junior like Junior over here, he been sitting in discipline in the classroom to never act up, right, never talk back, right. never say anything. But you got little Johnny and them over here, they always Just fighting and him up. and Sammy and them <laughs> cutting up having a good having a great having time. A good time. So now you got disciplinary actions within your classroom. And they're taking up a whole lot of your time trying to do discipline, and you can't even teach. Hello. You can't even teach well, teach the I'm subject that you can't that you came <laughs> in there with. But there's a lot of teachers that go through that. Yeah, know? it's a lot of teachers. And when those kids, that. when you try to discipline those kids, and they have parents that will fight against you. Yep. Johnny didn't do that. My son, oh, he said that you did so and so and so and so, and then they want to combat you. Right. Then that's a whole nother issue. Right. So it's a it's a struggle. It's it really is a struggle. a struggle. And you you just you're in a spot and it's like you love the kids, but you know sometimes the, you can't the, tolerate the certain the, certain it's, kids it's, in the war. They need right. to be disciplined and maybe put somewhere where they can get the the treatment that they need. Right. Right. And, and I have to, and I had to admit, like, okay, um, I flunked third grade. I just can't. Um, that oh, age, you say that, you flunked that, third that, grade? Yeah, that age group ain't. That's not for me. Mm-hmm. That that age group isn't mm-hmm. for me. So you okay. know, you, you make some realizations in your life, like, yeah. okay, you I, know what? I didn't, I didn't take advantage of the school system when I was coming up through school. I wasn't a straight A student, a mm-hmm. B student, mm-hmm. or a C and D student, a couple mm-hmm. of Fs here and there, mm-hmm. because I was playing music, and that's all right, I. Right, but that's that all I wanted. That's all, that's all wanted. I wanted. To do. Right. I had girls in high school doing my homework, homework for me. Right. They would do, Bobby, you do your homework last night? No, I was playing in the club. Me and Charlie Wilson was over there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we was in the club and I'm tired, but I got $30 in my pocket. You know what I right, mean? Right. But then that was the focus. Right. Your, you focus, know? your focus was your music. It was my music, yeah, which yeah. I should have took more uh, attention to the education. Mm-hmm. 
which would have helped me in my music even more. Mm-hmm. So because we wasn't thinking about business. No. We were just thinking about playing music, entertaining. entertaining. We weren't thinking about the music business. Right. You know, the right. music business. Right. We were thinking right. about just the, the music. music. Right. And uh, it would have helped me a whole lot further right. along in my career. Yeah. But I know if uh, children are not loved and talked to at home and have that environment, mm-hmm. that discipline. I was talking to a lady. Uh, I went to a party the other night, a birthday mm-hmm. party at beautiful home out in Broken Arrow, and I was talking to a lady, and she came up to me, Mr. Eaton, what can I do to help uh, deal with my children? I said, how old are your children? It's the teenagers. And we got to talk, and I said, first of all, you got to be the queen of your castle. Right. The queen of it. There's no man there. So you got to be the queen of, and not allow them to do whatever they want to do inside your house that you pay the bills, mm-hmm. that you take care, you buy the groceries and the food, and they're dependent upon you. Right. I say, that's the first thing that you need to do. There have to be rules and regulations in place. And they can't and they, they can't break those rules and regulations because when they do, well, my oldest son, he's 17, he be coming in late. I'm like, no, 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 no. Lock him out. I say lock that door and don't let him come in. You know, don't give him no key to come in after a certain time yeah, frame. Right. I say that's called tough love. You know, if you say it's, it's mine. You don't be in bed, blah, 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 blah. You say you're letting your kids stay up all night on social media, on phones and, and Netflix and all that in their rooms and stuff like that. So when they wait, she say, I can't hardly get them up in the morning. Because they're up all night. They take them cell phones and put them in a basket or something over here next to your nightstand. Right. And give them to them in the morning. They ain't got nothing to do, so they're going to go to sleep. Right. Right. There have to be rules and regulations in place in a household. And it's just some some discipline Mm -hmm. in order to function correctly. Love you for it when they get become older and get out of school. Yeah, they're gonna love you for it. You know, well, I remember rebellious and my mama, blah blah blah. But now <laughs> I see what my mama was talking about. Right. I'm so glad she helped us do this. Right. Love you for it later on. Later on. You know, and that's the discipline right there. Right. And not only in uh, the household, you know, with the kids and stuff, but like we were talking earlier. Black people have got to get back. Men, black men and black women have got to get back to loving each other and caring for each other in more ways than one. Not just sexually, but just more ways than one. Right. Building the blocks, building blocks, building you know, relationships. in relationships, you know, helping one another, right. uh, supporting each other in their endeavors and what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Because you got a lot of single people nowadays. Right. You know, who I'm are one of them. single moms. By mm-hmm. themselves, maybe have a child in the household. Right. You've done a great job with your son, but I'm saying everybody's not fortunate like you to be able to, you the mama mama. So therefore, but I'm saying being disciplined and being able to have a conversation with your child. Right. That's important, you know. And see, the thing, like being a single mom, um, it just occurred to me because I'm a single mom, I have to pay, play that. And a lot of black women have to do this. It's hard to love and dote on your son. For some of us, 
some of us take it to the extreme and some of us take it, you know, you have to find a middle ground. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when they get a certain age, they still need that love. They still need those. Hugs. Oh, for they sure. still need that. And right. You never really stop doing it after right. a while. I right. mean, some parents stop doing it. Right. But you right. got to continue on giving and right. nurturing them. Right. And giving them the love. So they love their mama mm-hmm. and they by themselves. They know it's no other man around. Right. Because if a man, if a mother raises a child, and there's no grandfather, no brothers, no uncles, uh, nobody in their lives like right. that, that they can set some type of example right. as a man, right. then there's a lot of work to be done as far as the difference between everybody know I say this, between malehood and manhood. Mm-hmm. There's a big difference mm-hmm. between the two. You can be a male all day long. You know, you can grow up a male, but can you become a man? Right. You know, and that takes some investment into the manhood, you mm-hmm. know, so all you single women who are out there listening, get your, get your son. If you're a single mom who don't have man, a man in your life, get him around some type of men, some mm-hmm. type of mentoring programs there or some type of sports, right. To where the coach can be kind of giving him help, giving him some direct, because I've been there before. I've had a little league football team down in Houston, had about 40, 45 little boys and single parents and, I used to have to discipline, not discipline, but nurture right. those young men. Right. They come up. I'd had a single parent mother, Mr. Eaton. Uh, Johnny wants to play football. I said, boy, you want to play football? You want to be on my team? You see, look at all the boys out there. Yes, sir. I want to play some football. All right. I'll tell you what. I'm going to talk to your mama for a minute. Coach Jael, make him run five laps around the so-and-so and he take yeah. off running while I talk to his mother mm-hmm. and the mother single mom. I work every day. I nurture. I got a daughter. I got him and I need, he needs to be around men. I said, we got it. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. We're going to check on his grades. We're going to make sure he exercise. There are consequences when things are bad. There are push-ups and stuff mm-hmm. he's going to have to do. Right. You right. know what I mean? Right. And all of that, it's, right. it's going to happen over here. And it was a good program, right. you know, good program and I had that program but I had about 11 coaches and 45 little boys and I was the president mm-hmm. you know down in Houston and uh, I would make sure that no one stepped out of line right right when he stepped out of line they stepped out the game you know see, you know who, they stepped who, out the game that's who it does a really good job I think in this community with that is coach Reed coach oh I mean, no little let me tell you. Oh, let me tell you. When yeah. you go over to uh, Reed Community Center, mm-hmm. he's been doing it for years. Yes. When I go over there and I step in that room and all of those kids off in there, he say, "Say hello to Mr. Eaton." Hello, Mr. Eaton. Everybody <laughs> shouting out and so and so. Mr. Eaton, so and so and so and so and so and so. Go. You want something? Go get him some water. Kid, go in there right. and bring some water. Right. He's got them so disciplined. And the parents know th- about his program, so they allow him to take over. Right. So he right. takes over. Right. And he says, "Look, if you ain't gonna let me do me, don't your kid don't need to be here." Okay. You know. So that's what he says. Look here, oh. I'm gonna discipline. I'm gonna spank. I'm gonna do everything. You are gonna sign off on it, and you gonna you gonna give me the authority to do what I need to do to get right. your kid right. 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 You know, and, and they love him. They, they, they crazy they about him. Love him. They oh, are so crazy I, about him. 
Keep my hat's off to him. Reed Community Center. Mm-hmm. Then you got the pocket full of hope. Yeah. You know, over there yeah. with Doc Shaw. Shaw. And then yeah. You got so many uh, mentoring programs for kids and young people mm-hmm. around town. You just need to reach out to them. And I don't know if everybody knows them. So maybe that's something like remember we talked about building community, that type of thing. Those resources need to be in the community. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, our schools used to be a part of our community. True. Meaning that you can go into a school, information can be passed out to your to the people in to the students, but now they use the peach tree and a lot of people aren't on the internet like that. So that information doesn't go. That's why we down. have platforms like we have right now where right. we can talk to our community because we're on KO KBOB eighty nine point nine FM. We're on internet radio, iHeartRadio, iTunes podcast. So we're trying to get this information out there to you guys. So if you're out there listening, please pass this information on. Don't just sit on it. If you have a mentoring program yeah. and you need people in your program, mm-hmm. you know, this is a this is a place where that information can get out. Like yeah. for example, the the Sigmas have a program that they meet every Tuesday night at Pilgrim Rest. Church. Yeah, I didn't know that. Never yeah. heard of it. But I mean, they do some great great things. With their with their young their young men there. at the church at, yes a lot of that stamp, are involved in the church that right are involved, well the, the they aren't necessarily involved in the church but the church is where they meet I'm seeing that's where they meet yes, and they mentor they the people that from from the church right they yeah. mentor people from the community and the sigmas mm-hmm. Phi Beta Sigma the fraternity mm-hmm. I know them they carry out the program in the church mm-hmm. so it's one of their programs that and they see carry that's out. the thing that. There are a lot of entities and people who have programs at their churches or the libraries or wherever they meet up, but we just don't know who they are and where they are right. and how right. to get with them. Right. You know, we don't we don't have that uh, exchange to where we can uh, we can do that. So yeah. my daddy just came through the door and he got some things of spaghetti and beans and all that kind of stuff and three ways and I'm stuff like that. And we're going to try that. <laughs> But in just a minute, when we take a break, um, just set, set that on the table. Just set it on top of all that. Yeah. And, uh, well, meanwhile, we're here on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way. Me and Sherry Lasky, we're going to take a little break. And we're going to come back and tell and talk about what has happened with uh, the late Kobe Bryant, mm. you know, which was uh, – Something that's going on right there. So stick around. You can dial at number 646-716-5525. And don't forget to press that one button, you know, and uh, we'll be right back. And keep in mind, oh, keep in mind, Shaka Khan be here on uh, the 30th. All right? So we want you to stick around.
Yeah, by the man of freedom, full of facts. I'm ready. I'm ready, Slick. Are you? Oh, yeah. Take it Girl, I must warn you. Yo, what's up, Ralph T and Johnny G? 
Yeah, 
things still let you know Just prepare yourself and be ready to go And I hope this message stays in your mind You almost lost a girl who was right on time Here's one more thing that you got to know Just cool it down and stay in control Oh, yeah. You're here on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Tune in and on all new KBOB 89.9 FM radio to all you listeners here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Me and Miss Sherry Lasky is in the house. And uh, we're bringing you news you can use. Hey, the latest, and uh, we know that everybody's heard about this. And we want to give our condolences to the family of Kobe Bryant, his wife and his children, and um, everybody. You know, it's kind of unfortunate that we lose somebody like that. I mean, you know, uh, it's a right, Sherry? Yes, it is. You it's know, very hard. Hard. I mean, that that was a big blow. Right, because it was unexpected. You mm-hmm. know, he's young, his daughter, that whole that whole scenario was just like, who would want? No one even thought about that. That was on no one's that, you're right. mind. No, so it's hard like, to still believe, but uh, yeah, he was an icon, you know. Definitely an icon. In the sports industry. And he was, uh, I understand he was investing in community stuff and mm-hmm. starting to rebuild. He had projects going on. Oh wow! Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't. I'm not a person to keep up with, you know. Well, if you li- if you live in Tulsa, you ain't gonna hear too much, right? Well, <laughs> uh, any of that type of media sources yeah. and stuff, or what some of the celebrities and entertainers are doing mm-hmm. in other cities, right? Right. We don't get that kind of information. Right. I just, know? I just, it just kind of, it took me by surprise. I was shocked and in disbelief, along with everybody else who heard the news. You know, I think I may have seen something on. Facebook and it was just like, oh God, please don't let just let that be a lie. Mm-hmm. But it just goes to show you, you never know the time, the hour, you know, your relationships, and things that you you need to be yeah, you at just peace don't know. with your people because mm-hmm. you don't know when when your number is going to be call right. You don't and know. that's the appointment you cannot cancel. Mm-mm. We mm-hmm. all we all have that appointment. You know, you can cancel the doctor's appointment and. Other appointments to be here and be there, but mm-hmm. that appointment right there, you're mm-hmm. gonna have to stand for. Right, you know? and right. you never know. Right, and you don't, and you 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 feel for his, his wife, oh his, my his goodness. daughters, his mom and his dad. You know anybody that's in close relationship with him, anyone that had any mm-hmm. contact with him, because this was just completely 
you know, young and the, mm-hmm. you know, just the midst of his, you know, after his basketball career, that's one thing. Now you're living the life that you want to lead, being the father, being the coach for his daughter's basketball team, mm-hmm. you know, pictures and all that they were showing. Like that. Yeah, pictures that they show his daughter exactly. running out on court to him and mm-hmm. to her big sister. I mean, just like, I mean, there's, there's a little baby, there's yeah. a little young baby, and, yeah, little yeah, you know, so they have to endure all of that, oh, you know, yes, and the pressures of uh, him being so iconic, right? Him being iconic and people seeing and people mm-hmm. passing judgment, and, and you know, and also, you know, when you're that big, you have people who live off of you, right? They actually on the payroll, right? You right, know, and, and when the, that person is no longer there, your livelihood is gone too. Well, it's going to shift. Yes. You know, either yes. you're going to continue to be employed mm-hmm. or not be employed. Exactly. You know, decisions exactly. will be made, you know. Right, right. And uh, he, uh, like, he, he had just, he had, he was holding the record in basketball for the most points. Mm. And then LeBron just passed him up. Wow. And he just gave uh, LeBron a big, you know, shout out, oh, wow. congratulations mm-hmm. of uh, becoming this person who broke my record right and lebron when they say when lebron found out that he had passed away he was crying and uh, just overwhelmed right. with emotions right. and right. things like that so you know it touches you to lose any i mean it touches you to lose anybody that's close to you have a good relationship with you on good terms it hurts it's painful yes extremely and you don't wish like we say, we all we all know we have to go through that, and you don't wish that upon anyone. But that's a part of the cycle of life that we go through. Yeah. Well, we all got to go through it one day. Mm-hmm. And so, what they say, keep your house in order. Keep your house in order. So you may be able to, you know, when I deport uh, this earth, I just want to be known as a guy who is trying to help people. Mm-hmm. And trying to communicate with people, right? You know, um, don't have to have nothing big and fancy for me. Mm-hmm. I, it's not necessary right. because it's not gonna matter no way. Yeah, you, you know, when you see it anyway. You know, people you know. people go in debt behind funerals and stuff like that, and coffins right. and all of that hoopla. It, because you know. it's a, I've always thought of funerals being something for the living. You know, we have to. The people that are still on this side, we have to go through that. And when people have a mindset of, oh, I got to have this for my mom, I got to have this for my dad or whomever. Mm-hmm. And like you say, they go overboard with that. And they throw all that money in the and ground. And it's not, ultimately, it's not going to say anything about you as an individual. It won't. But You're not going to know what's going to be said about you no, once you leave here. No, you don't. You so, know, somebody get up there and telling all them lies. You know about oh he was such a good guy and he right. did, and he'd be the biggest drug addict or alcoholic in the and doing bad robbery and everything. But you unfortunately, know. I mean people <laughs> don't come to grips with reality and they continue telling those lies at the funeral for folks. Mm-hmm. But I mean just the whole idea of him him, him departing the way he departed from this you yeah. know shedding yeah. of the flesh mm-hmm. and it's. It hurts everybody. Everyone, you know, if you're emotional, you, yeah. you know, some people are very 
cerebral about it and can it doesn't affect them yeah. emotionally because they understand the process yeah. better than others. But you know, then for for other folks like family members, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah, it is. You I know, don't I they say even comprehend they say that. the helicopter uh, pilot mm-hmm. got caught up in the fog. Oh, it was wow. real foggy, and he got caught up in it, and I guess visibility was just so to the point wow. to where he didn't know what to do Couldn't. or what I don't understand but that's mm-hmm. uh, what they say wow I just again I hate that he had no distress call before the helicopter crashed so wow. I don't know I'm going to play a little something something in reference to uh, to that right there let's take a listen okay here's how here's how to have it Okay, hold on one second. Let me get myself together. Okay, this is uh, CBS. Thank you so much for joining us. We're going to begin with the death of basketball legend Kobe Bryant. Tonight, investigators from the FBI and the NTSB are scouring a hillside outside Los Angeles where the helicopter carrying Bryant, his daughter, and seven others crashed. CBS News has learned the pilot was given special permission to fly despite bad weather conditions. Meantime, fans continue to gather at the Staples Center, leaving tributes where Bryant played most of his career. He joined the NBA as a teenager and after 20 dazzling seasons, left as one of its all-time greats. Time Magazine has already issued a commemorative issue. And there's news tonight on the Basketball Hall of Fame. Dana Jacobson will have more on Bryant and his legacy in just a moment. But we're gonna begin with Jonathan Vigliotti near the crash scene, Jonathan. Nora, we're standing outside what has become the base camp for this operation, and we have been watching all day long as teams have trekked up this mountainside to reach the crash site. It could take days before all of that evidence is collected and weeks before we know what caused this crash. All of this as we're learning more tonight about Kobe Bryant's final hours. Search and recovery teams are conducting a grim task, retrieving nine bodies from the wreckage of Kobe Bryant's private Sikorsky chopper. Bryant took flight at 9.06 a.m. with his 13-year-old daughter, Gianna, and her friends. They were headed to their basketball tournament when they hit thick fog. There was no distress call, but air traffic control warned the pilot they might not be able to follow him on radar. Two Echo X-ray, you're uh, still too low level uh, for uh, flight following at this time. At 9.47, a witness to the crash called 911. Bryant flew often so he could spend more time with his wife and daughters. I wound up missing like a school play because mm-hmm. I was sitting in traffic and this, this thing just kept mounting. Also on board, John Altabelli, a prominent baseball coach, his wife Carrie and their daughter Alyssa, one of Gianna's teammates, as was Peyton Chester traveling with her mother Sarah, Christina Mauser, an assistant coach on Gianna's team, and pilot Ara Zabayan. At Kobe's Mamba Sports Academy, word spread quickly. I'm still in shock, and I, I still can't believe that this is real. Just hours before he boarded, Bryant messaged the son of former teammate Shaquille O'Neal. You good, fam? As hours passed, Sharif O'Neal tweeted what so many were feeling. Can't be real. Please, don't be real. And then grief. Uh... L.A. Clippers coach Doc Rivers. This is a great loss. I thought he had so much more left to do, you know, and he was starting to do it. Never seen him happier. Jonathan Vigliotti, CBS News, Calabasas, California. Oh, yeah. Well, that's so sad. One little thing, Mm. that one little thing, he was advised not to fly. Yeah, you heard it. 
They said the visibility, the visibility of uh, was poor. Was poor. And so advised him not to do it. Mm-hmm. So, so, whoo, it's deep. You know, when we leave, when we lose uh, iconic uh, people like him, Michael Jackson, Prince, mm-hmm. and all of them, it's such a shock throughout the not only the United States but the, the world. world. It's the world, right? You know, those iconic type uh, people like him, because know. we look up to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, some, you know, that arena and, basketball, and that, that arena, basketball. It's probably one of the biggest arenas that even our young people are involved mm-hmm. in because everybody goes to the basketball court mm-hmm. and plays basketball. You know, mm-hmm. teenagers and and uh, a lot of them were wanted. I'm Kobe Bryant. You know, right, I'm trying to right, be like Kobe. Right, right. Kobe, 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 and right, uh, now right. the hero. And you know, it's been called home. It's been called home. So right. I don't know what to even think at this point right here um i know so sort of like the his 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 legacy will live on oh forever and people will people will see that but the tragedy will also you know how he was taken from us it will also mm-hmm. you know be in, yeah. in the shock of it all so like with it. you know with prince i am a huge prince fan oh me too i love and me some prince it's just like I'm still processing that because I will see something and think about him, and I think about music that I used to play when I'm driving across the country. The Prince yeah. and stuff like that. All of that's the era, the the eighties, uh-huh. the seventies, eighties, nineties. Right, for know, sure. So that whole thing, and just like for you know kids that were eighteen years old mm-hmm. graduating from high school that were basketball fans, and it's like you know that's an inspiration. You know, he did it 18, I can do it too. Yeah. So you, you as, as an 18-year-old, yeah. you know, same age as Kobe when he came into, came onto the scene with the Lakers and stuff. So they grew up with him too. So mm-hmm. they have that connection on a different level. And I, because I'm not into sports, but it's mm-hmm. just a, how you relate to people. And it's not necessarily idolizing them per se, but they are a part of our fabric growing up for for that age group for Kobe and the 18 year olds he's like 40 something now what's well, that age 40 ish mm-hmm. and those people that grew up with him mm-hmm. it's just like they any basketball player from 18 from when Kobe came onto the scene until Kobe retired where Kobe is now they can kind of parallel their life to him in his life mm-hmm. you know getting married having kids and you know now starting to do things in the community where he was doing his basketball academy so that's another that's a different type of connection that people make with other folks it's not necessarily like you're, you're idolizing them but they are literally a part of your you know your growth as you you know, grow and grow old and whatnot. Yeah, everybody so. has their. Growing up, you always have your mm-hmm. idols. You mm-hmm. know, people you're looking up to, whether they're in sports or entertainment, or business or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. And uh, when you lose someone that you really looked up to, I mean, like when Muhammad Ali passed away, a lot yeah. of people were just very right. sad, sad right. throughout the world. Right. You know, because they were always looking up mm-hmm. to him. He was a motiva- yeah, he, inspiration, inspiration, motivation, inspiration, yes, motivation. Yeah, yes, especially him. Yeah, Muhammad, you know. Yeah. So it was like, oh, man, Ali is gone now. Mm-hmm. You know, even mm-hmm. though we knew he was sick. Yeah. We knew he was yeah. sick. And it, but this and, is and just. And you know, the ex- yeah. you, you expected that. Yeah. You know. It was an expectation. Right. But this was just like all of a sudden. Out of the clear. 
the twinkling of an eye. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Well, I'm going to play another little, you know, insert snippet, you know, of um, it's just so sad. So let me just play it, okay? Kobe Bryant was killed in a helicopter crash. In 20 seasons with the Lakers, Kobe was a 17-time All-Star. Throughout the NBA so far, we've seen kind of this stunned silence in a lot of arenas. Kobe was the face of the game for a long time when he was with the Lakers, and he's kind of stayed in the public eye. Kobe really was the, the Lakers. He embodied the Lakers. Some, some players came they, and went. You know, he and Shaquille O'Neal weren't always the best of teammates. You know, Kobe was such a warrior on the basketball court, and he famously played with a torn Achilles. And finally, he walked away. He had gotten as much out of his body as he could after the 2016 season. Yeah, I'm putting on my jersey. I'm saying, okay, this is the last time you're going to put on a jersey. Dun, 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 right? You know what I mean? And then this is the last time I ran out of the tunnel. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> you know, and it, like, when those moments happen, you, you catch yourself. And you start getting really emotional. And then I say, okay, you got to block that out. And he really walked away. He was re- reinventing himself. He was interested in telling stories. I love the process of creating stories. I love the process of editing stories. I love the process of someone else having a great idea that they want to bring to fruition and helping them bring that idea to fruition. I just love it. And he really sort of moved on then into his daughter's athleticism, into their athletic endeavors. And his second daughter, um, Gianna, who was 13, was interested in basketball. She wanted to play in the WNBA. She wanted to go to UConn. And Kobe found himself pulled back into basketball and really enjoying it again through her eyes. To be honest with you, I, I don't miss playing in the NBA. and I don't miss the career. Um, you know, it was 20 great years. I was very fortunate that, to play that long. And, uh, but now, you know, I watch it through my daughter. My daughter plays every day, so I enjoy watching her develop. But yeah, that's about it. Kobe Bryant leaves a complex legacy. I mean, there will be people who will remember um, an allegation of sexual assault and how that was dealt with. We had uh, a sexual assault uh, allegation come out of Colorado uh, that sort of jeopardized what was then a very clean image. It is an unquestionably ugly part of his legacy. Um, it's one that is somewhat receded into the background, but it does still exist. Kobe's legacy is as one of the most um, fearless scorers we've ever seen in the NBA. He's sort of ruthless in a way. I mean, he's going to be remembered as one of the all-time great basketball players. You know, he certainly is in the top top five of all time. He's a great was a great basketball player. Um, uh, just brilliant on the court and tough. Kobe, my thoughts are with you. Absolutely. Rest in peace, young man. This loss is, it's it's just hard to comprehend.
I'm Denise Parker with Midtown Embroidery. We do it all from any type of promotional, from screen printing, embroidery, school uniforms, Greek lettering, workwear, monogramming. There's no job too big or too small and no location too far. Let us be your one-stop shop. We're located at 2808 East 15th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74104. Our phone number is 918-982-3254. Our email address is denise.tulsamidtown at gmail.com. Thank you. Searching for ways to grow your business? Or perhaps you would like to invest in Tulsa's African-American community? The Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce is a great place to start. The Chamber was created to serve and increase the visibility of needs in our community. It is an umbrella organization for local businesses, the Tulsa Juneteenth Festival, BWS Black Women in Business, and the Grassroots Economic Development Fund known as BWS The Power Group. For more information about the Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce or to donate to The Power Group, visit bwschamber.com. Dawn Tree here, CEO of Underground Tree Studios, your one-stop shop for graphics, web design, and art. You can find us online at www.utreep.com. That's the letter U-T-R-E-E-P.com, as well as finding us on Facebook, Underground Tree Studios, Instagram as Underground Tree, and you can also find artist Dawn Tree online as Artista Dawn Tree, and you can also kick it old school and give us a call at 202-910-4409. Don't hesitate to call us. All it takes is a 10-minute consultation, and we can have you hooked up. Peace. It's the Juice Radio Show, bringing the liveest people on our show. Tulsa's top chefs, music artists, and entrepreneurs sit down exclusively with the Juice. The Juice Radio Show, Tulsa. KBOB, the home of the Bobby Eaton Show, the Juice Radio Show, and Two Dogs Radio Show. Yeah. I do it big. Okay. You better R-E-S-P-E-C-T me. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Stay connected and call us now at 646-716-5525 and press 1 to go live. I might as well drop a, drop a little something on your whole Belly Messy Mika, Sunshine, Randall Lopez, Oatman, and DJ Perfecto. Yep, that's my crew. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Wake up every morning with your morning crew from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. on the all-new 89.9 FM Community Radio. Who's that? KBOB. Oh, yeah. If your credit starts with a three, four, five, or six, this is for you. Did you know that it's costing you to have bad credit? You can't get qualified for that house or apartment and you're paying high interest rates, along with paying high car insurance, and it may be costing you that job that you really want. What are you waiting on? Take more of a holistic approach. Pick up the phone and call the Credit Shiro at 832-642-1554 or text CAMP to 76626. With 13 amazing services, we restore and repair generations to come. Once again, call the Credit Shiro at 832-642-1554 or text CAMP to 76626. 
If you know better, you do better. Only the Credit Shiro can help you to save the day. Right about now. Let's go. Find them on Facebook, the Two Dog Sports Talk. A place sports talk is talked about from a fan's point of view. North Tulsa's very own sports talk on 89.9 FM and Facebook Live with Drone and Yo. Let's do it. Tune into the Groove Zone. Join Dale, Mr. Groove Taylor, every Saturday from 2.30 to 5.30. You're in the zone on the all-new community radio, 89.9 FM. Break, break, break it down. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. We tell stories our way. And that's just what we do here at Eaton Media Services, located at 1533 North Norfolk here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And uh, you can stop by. We're taking donations over here. Uh, we're trying to raise money for a van. You know, we're looking for a 15-passenger van, community van. To work with inside the community. You know, I want that van so we can go around to Vernon Manor and pick up kids and Comanche, pick up kids, pick up senior citizens, uh, take trips and do all kinds of events in and out of town here in our community. So if you need to get in touch with us, like I said earlier, 1533 North Norfolk, or you can follow us on, uh, uh, let me see, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. All of that. The Bobby Eaton Show, the Juice Radio Show. So we're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 6 to 8 p.m. And on Saturdays from 12 to 2. And also listen to the groove, Mr. Mr. Dale Taylor. He's here every Saturday. He's playing your favorites from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. So Dale, Mr. Groove Taylor. Belly Bell Morning Show every morning, Monday through Friday. They're right here. Uh, they'll be cutting up. They'll be having a lot of fun and stuff on there. And plus giving you some some news you can use. You know, so that's the Valley Vale Morning Show. Two Dogs Radio for you sports buffs. You know, a lot of you guys and girls out there love sports. And Two Dogs, every Tuesday at 6 p.m., you can tune in to the Two Dogs Radio Show. And it's the Juice Radio Show every Thursday night with Ramal, the hometown heat. Check out Ramal and the Juice Radio Show. And also a new format going on. We have jazz on a Sunday from 2 to 5.30. DMAC brings on the jazz, and uh, that's a nice format to have that we haven't had here in a while. Tune in every Sunday from 2 to uh, 5.30. All right, we're back. And uh, Miss Sherry, I've been giving out all that information, trying to get everybody... <laughs> Tuned in and stuff like that with the K-Bob and 89.9. We've been getting a lot of response about it. I mean, I'm getting so much talk and people are talking and the community's talking. So I just want to uh, make sure that everybody's get. Now, there's some dead spots out there, you know, so, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, I'm going to tell you guys our coverage area. We have majority, I'm going to say about 90% of um, North Tulsa. Okay. Where we broadcast, maybe ninety-five, not ninety percent, but it's kind of staticky in certain areas. As you go further out, you know, towards Fiftieth uh, Street North mm-hmm. and Fifty-six, and okay. every, if the wind is not blowing, you might be able to get it a little bit better. 
Well, we uh, have uh, most of North Tulsa. We have most of Gilcrease Hills, which we broadcast. Uh, we can go south as far as like up to 31st Street you know, in Peoria. Mm-hmm. We got all of downtown. So mm-hmm. I've been down there. It's very clear down there. And as far east, uh, Harvard and Sheridan, okay. I mean, Yale, you know, Sheridan, some depends on the weather, mm-hmm. you know. So we're working on ways to increase that. So how do you how do you increase the signal or improve the signal? Well, that's that comes into finances. You oh, have to buy okay. a larger transmitter and oh. a larger everything okay. to go as far as okay. I, I want to reach out to Owasso and right. out to Broken Arrow and other places, but it's going to take some income. So mm-hmm. that's why we do fundraisers over here. We need the income to increase the wattage to get the van to do things to help the young people and senior citizens. Yeah. So that's the part as far uh, marketing mm-hmm. campaign for if someone, if someone wants to advertise on the radio show. Right, so exactly. Things they need to do and get in contact with you. That's why we advertise that they can reach us over here, fifteen thirty three North Norfolk. Okay. They can email us at eatonmusic two mm-hmm. at gmail dot com, or they can just call us. Okay. Eight three two four four three. Nine four nine nine. Again, that number is eight three two four four three nine four nine nine. That's right. Mm-hmm. And if you can't remember all that stuff, just Google the Bobby Eaton Show. You know, so you can do it like that too. So press packages, information that needs to get out to the community, um, advertising prices. What, what we got all that. Okay. Uh, okay. you just call me. I'll okay. tell you. Okay. You know, because it, it varies. We have different packages. We got about three different packages over mm-hmm. here for the advertisement is concerned. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we have something for the mom and pop and right. for the corporate businesses, right. Right. you know, and uh, the other businesses like uh, reading partners and uh-huh. Educare or something like that. We got, you know, some stuff for them. Okay. So you're li- the, the listeners right now, you have a gauge about how many people, I mean, is there any way? I don't have a have gauge no right, right now okay. of knowing Ooh. how uh, K-Bob 89, we're new. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, so and, and about, that's like that's like uh, I can't pinpoint everybody who checks in right. to the radio station. So maybe like one one Friday night or you know Saturday night when people are stuck in the house, you know, just have a listening party per well, se see, and just do now, all hot funky music. You going you going you going have into people call like that's call what we, me if you that's listen. what we've been yeah. talking about on yeah. the radio. Okay, we have what we call Funky Friday. Okay, and so when it warms up. We're going to want everybody to come over here. We got a barbecue pit mm-hmm. on the side over here, and we got a field across the street where we're going to stick a DJ out there and a bunch of tables and chairs and some cards and some dominoes and kind of hanging out. We're going to do, do like that. Like a live remote? Live re- well, we're going to be right here. Mm. So it's going to be right here because we got everything right here. All okay. you guys need to do is show up. Well, you no, know? I mean, besides showing up, but just in case, you know, you can't show up, okay, Call in, call in. So they'll be able get, to, yeah, they'll be, yeah, so the radio are going to be going. So they're going right. to be able to call in while all this activity is taking place. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. So we, you just get an idea how many it's, callers it's you're getting within down. an hour and just make that. Well, just, you won't be able to, you won't be able to calculate just it. That's the, Nielsen, it. that's the Nielsen ratings. Okay. They're the ones who are going to give you the numbers. Okay. You know. Of, okay. And they do yeah. a specific. You yeah. have to, Nielsen have to send you. Yeah, the they gotta send you that information for you to participate in. And and we are low power FM radio. Well, you even know, though so. you're low power FM radio, now that I think about the Nielsen ratings, mm-hmm. they send you an a survey. Yeah. And you have to be on their list to be exactly. on that you know, and exactly. if you're 
who's participating in that on that list in the Oklahoma mm-hmm. listening area. They so. can only be the only ones to give you right. that, that rating. Right, you know, exactly. They, Nielsen ratings, FCC, mm-hmm. they're going to all, you know, so I don't want to get into that. Okay. That gets deep. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> it okay. gets real deep. And well. Uh, what we want you guys to do is continue listening. Just listen. Tell your family member. Tell a friend. Just tune in and listen. You know, yeah. if I can reach one person, it's better than reaching no person. Right. Zero. Right. Well, it'd be nice to have 100,000 people listening to uh, uh, K-Bob 89.9. Don't get me wrong. I believe in that. But, you know, we're just going to take baby steps. Okay. And one little step at a time and grow, 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 grow. So like if a small business, okay, just the the thing is, is getting the word out there and getting people to listen. And that comes with the type of programming that you have, like in the afternoon or from nine o'clock to 12 o'clock, you know, are you having, you know, music? Are you having Well, talk? we're working on, we're working on formatting the station with mm-hmm. shows and different people. Mm-hmm. We're implementing a group of people. For example, we've got the morning show from seven and nine. Right. Uh, Miss Joyce Williams and Daryl Wright are having a show. Okay. That they're going to have Edurek, Damali Wilson, and Charles Harper having a show. Okay. Uh, Prima Donna, she's going to do some yeah. things. You know what I mean? So we're implementing all this, and we got the Juice Radio show, and we still got mm-hmm. the Bobby Eaton show. Mm-hmm. So we got a lot of shows, and we're just implementing okay. all okay. of these different shows, okay. which are going to draw people to, to this platform. To the, right, right. You know, so and it's going to be a minute. This yeah. is a process because mm-hmm. we're new. Right. It's all right. new. And just getting the like you said, getting the word out there and doing some live remotes. Yeah, we'll different. be we'll start doing that, doing live remotes from various different African American businesses. Mm-hmm. We'll go out, maybe down on we'll be down on Greenwood, right. set up at a the coffee shop, you right. know, Black Wall Street Lounge, right? Liquid Liquid Lounge, uh-huh. and maybe Wanda Jays or something. We'll we'll be doing some of that as the weather gets better, right? Mm-hmm. Well, also, like when when there are big events that are in the community that people yeah, are having, we can do big events, and we'll be doing. Um, you know, Juneteenth celebrations, mm-hmm. and we'll be doing a lot of stuff. Yeah, we always that's doing, up and... We always do a lot of um, uh, uh, participation with right. it, but now we're FM radio, so we'll be able to broadcast live from those places. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's it's, it's, a, it's a little challenge to be able to do certain things. That's why I need that van, you right. know what I mean, and some other things so where we can bring the equipment, bring the people, you know, just bring it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the van to um, well, that's the um, the the youth program as well. Yeah, as- youth program, and we got a lot of things we like to do again this year, like we did. We took the kids to uh, Atlanta, Atlanta, the Juice Radio Show. Mm-hmm. We like to do a lot more of those type of uh, type of things exposure. right there. Exposure, exposure, and mm-hmm. exposing them to things that they've never been exposed to. Okay. And uh, that takes money. Yeah, it yeah, does. it takes money to do it a does. whole lot of these ideas and bring people together. That's the main thing, trying to bring people together. Right. You know, and I'm going to try to do that with this platform, uh, bringing people together. Because here in North Tulsa, we don't have a lot to do, you no, know, almost you little or nothing to do and no places to go. So we have to create things yeah. here in our community for our people. Well, in the process of creating those things, a lot of little things also get overlooked. For sure. That, that and, and reaching out to those organizations and organizations that are putting together, like, programming. Like, for example, tomorrow, the 
Met Cares program, they're meeting and they're just they're doing community where, work. Where are they meeting they're at? They're gonna meet tomorrow at Rudisil Library. See, people don't know. No, and it's it's just an email <laughs> that was sent out and it's they like just okay. Don't, they just don't know. Yeah. Because one issue we have is communication and and we don't know how to go about letting people know about our events and what we're having. So when we have an event at the Rudisil and only five to ten people show up, you know, we wonder why. So, like, for example, MedCare's Foundation Building Wakanda follow-up on Tuesday, which is tomorrow. Our community comes together in a powerful next step as we ne- as we continue our work toward implementing the recommendations that North Tulsa residents uh, presented to city decision makers at our Building Wakanda Summit this last May. So this is a follow-up program that they have. And I don't know if you had participated in the Wakanda Summits before. Yeah, I have. Okay, so this is a follow-up. They're mm-hmm. trying to implement, well, they've been mm-hmm. implementing certain and things. And the last one I went into, we went around to different people. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was Tell good. Story. Yes, yeah. because you get a different perspective from mm-hmm. different people in the community. Their right. perspective. Yeah. Like, I went around and talked to different people and heard right. their stories from different uh, and it's a good thing. Yeah, so it's, it's going to take place tomorrow from 6 to 8 p.m. at Rudisil Library in the library hall. Okay. It's Tuesday from 5.30. Okay, they have two different. What the, they got? The Wakanda session will take place from 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock at the Rudisil Library in the library hall tomorrow. And Tuesday, they will also serve. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, they're going to serve dinner sorry. from six from five thirty to six o'clock. So they also have food ahead of time. So because it's from six to eight, so from five thirty to six o'clock, they'll have food there for people to enjoy, so you don't have to go home and try to rush and eat and come back. Mm-hmm. So that's where they're here about updates and recommendations made around housing, community policing, economic development, and trauma in schools. Collaborate with the decision makers around how to. How to move the needle on these issues in our North Tulsa community. So they want people RSVP, but I'm more than sure if you show up, they'll let you. Oh, yeah, they will. Yeah, they will. I remember last year it was pretty good because I went around and Richard Baxter was over there Mm -hmm. on something and Mm -hmm. Demaria Monday. And Mm -hmm. they had, um, you know, a lot of different people. I mean, I like Metcares because basically what they're doing, they are doing grassroots Community yeah, work, yeah. organizing on on a level I'm that we're gonna have to get them on the show. Yeah, they need well, to be on the why don't show. You, why don't you hook that up? I'll definitely reach out to them. Reach out if to anybody's them. listening. Yeah. yeah, but they're yeah. probably busy as always. Well, they 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 can find time to come over. Yes, here. because they met Cares Foundation and with Greg Robinson and Nate that what they're doing mm-hmm. is in the in the we type of grassroots organization in the community, community organization. Right. So organizing, I should say. And they're doing it very almost discreetly because a lot of people don't know. They're having meetings in homes and community centers where people get together and talk about issues that they're facing and dealing with in their community. Mm-hmm. And and Greg kind of empowers folks like, okay, you had the power to do this. This is what's in place for you to address that. So right now the hot hot topic has been okay community policing now that we have the black police chief the idea well how is that going to play out in the future so it's almost like a you know, take you know some people have been complaining and talking negative about it but it's almost at this point it's like okay let's wait and see what happens so we have to support him or we should support him until we see otherwise 
you would think. But yeah, that's a big topic that yeah, Vanessa yeah. and uh, Tiffany and them had on the show Saturday, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, um, it was some uh, discrepancy about his position and mm-hmm. uh, what he stood for, right. and. You know, I think he made several years ago, he made a statement that there's no racism on the police force. And and she says she's married to a police officer who says, he says, yeah, she gets it firsthand and there is racism right, right. on the police force. Right. So it's, uh, you know, and he just got in office and I understand that. Right, right. Regina was trying to have a, a, a community him, meeting up there with her and he didn't show up for that. So. I mean, and so it's almost like you're starting off on a bad bad note note because you, okay, it wasn't like our local, like a a Vanessa asked him to come out. It's a a state representative, a a different type of exactly asked him to come out. So you know, and you didn't, you didn't show up. But maybe he was sick with the flu. We don't know that. So well, that that has happened before because I invited a. G.T. Bynum here, the mayor, and then the day he was supposed to show up, he got sick with the flu and had to sick. cancel. Had some, somebody else saw him somewhere yeah. else, but I didn't want to bust him out Okay, like well, that, okay. All right. They did? Yeah. All right. Well, great. Right. But then, that, I mean, but then he had to reschedule, right. and he it's, did eventually come, but maybe. Right. But that's, I mean, I'm not going to say, I'm not gonna that's say the, what hey, it is. It's, it's part of it. That's and part of the process. You're in this so business, he that's showed what you, up, so that's all that you yeah. know. We like okay. When you're in this came. business, you 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 deal with that kind of stuff, right? You know, right. So, and right. people in power positions, you never know what to expect from them. And also, you, know? you have to prioritize because if I got some people that I'm just like here, I, I told you I would come, but mm-hmm. something came up with a little bit more. Mm, I, I really a little bit more on phone. I need to go deal with them right now, now. because I'm gonna get the money, the backing, all of that. Or whatever is involved with. Yeah. Got, I mean, hey, we all. I've been it. there. I've been there before too. We so you it. know, hey, uh, yeah, man, I, I got with I got the stomach flu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've all heard that excuse. Yeah, before. right, right. Oh, next. Yeah, man, I was <laughs> I was throwing up and everything, so right. you know I couldn't make it, you know. Right, so. right. But hey, it, we keep it moving. Glad you came. I'm glad you're not, you know. I'm glad your stomach feels better now. Whatever. Let's mm-hmm. talk about the issues we yeah. have going so, on. So you know, you never know about people. Yeah. So hopefully he will reschedule with I'm, Vanessa I'm or get, even I'm, attend a I'm town gonna, hall. I'm meeting. gonna try to get him. I'm gonna get him on a radio show. That you would know, be nice. I'm gonna try to get him on there and see what he says. If he's gonna, he's, yeah. I mean, if I can get the mayor in here, then he should be able to come in here. You know, somebody, uh, Vanessa in here, if I can get Vanessa and our mayor and other people in here to do stuff, surely the police chief should be able to come in here and address the community right. through the radio. Right. You know. You would hope. I would, would hope that. And he's from Tulsa. Born, Booger T. Washington, I heard. Okay, so. Do you know him? Did you? I don't know him personally. Mm-hmm. I think he may be a little younger than me, but. Maybe so. so. They say he's been on the force about, what, 20 years or something? Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. been on there a long time. I don't I, I don't. I don't know if it was Booger T. or McLean. He went to Booger T. Okay. So. Yeah, he did graduate from Booger T. Washington. Okay, so. So, you know, he's born and raised in the community and all that, you know, so he lives okay. out in Broken Arrow. and. Okay, he lives know. out in Broken Arrow now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. So being in the community, and if you grew up in the community, he, he knows the community. And, you know, I've talked to a lot of officers about him, black officers, and mm-hmm. they seem to say he's pretty cool, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, my thing is this, you I'm know, you're a new, you're, you're new police chief and you're African-American. Mm-hmm. Are you, are people going to dictate to you what you need to be doing? Are you going to be able to have some freedom 
to make your own personal choices or you're going to have some powers that be that tell you, well, you need to do this and you need to do that. And this is what you need to do. I don't know because I know that the mayor is the one who selects the police chief. Okay. It's not a vote mm-hmm. or anything like that. It's just the mayor's mm-hmm. final decision. You so know? even if it, you know, I don't know the process either than, you know, what he explained to me, it's in the city charter who and how, when, and that whole process is already laid out for him. So he can't really deviate from that. Yeah. But the person that you choose. Okay. Well, you have to be a major. Well, you, you have to That's be a, a major. You have to have certain qualifications mm-hmm. to even submit, be considered, be considered for okay. that job. And so okay. they had few people considered for that job. Mm-hmm. And and uh, he was one of them. You know, at the end of the day, when I looked at the the candidates, you know, and of course they were all qualified, but I saw him and I saw the female. And I mean, I, it's like intuitively, I thought it's going to either be him or the female because the rest. I thought like it was going to be someone else, uh, the second chief no, of command, I, no. mm-hmm. who was in charge. But you know, a lot of people did. A lot Optics. of people thought it was going to be him, but it didn't Optics. turn out to be that way. Optics, what people yeah. see. Mm-hmm. And the thing when when we're dealing with, optics, I didn't think I didn't think he was going to even be considered. I at all. Like I said, <laughs> not my, a, intuitively, not a, period. Intuitively, I was like, it's either going to be him or it's going to be her. That's, I'd what, already, that's what you felt. That's what I. That I what had came no to my mind. no. I saw him and I said, no, it ain't going to be him. And, and I and I, I couldn't believe I couldn't believe that there would be a black police chief here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah. I just couldn't I couldn't put but my they, my mind together no. to even think that not in Tulsa, Oklahoma. But I've met him before at other You like, met him? Yeah, I met him before at other um town hall meetings that we were having. I can't remember under what, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know if it was one of city councilor hall Hoffer's town hall meeting, but there was a meeting and the police was there and he was that person. I don't know if it's from our from the particular district. I think he was patrolling not Gilcrease, but Riverside at the time. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. But he was there. I, I didn't. But yeah, it's almost like uh, when I was growing up, I never thought I'd ever see a black president. I never thought in my mm-hmm. lifetime. So over here in Tulsa, I'm like, man, you know, no way they're gonna make a black police chief. But well, they did. So it it happened. It happened. And I don't know. And the other part we have to think about is it's okay. The number of black police officers are small and just small compared to the other number. Oh, for sure. So his relationship with that with the masses. That's I think what there's like 150 police officers here, and maybe out of that, I don't know how many blacks you have. Maybe what did the, he mayor, get? the mayor gave the he numbers. He gave the and numbers. I can't remember really what it small, was. It was small a really number. small number. Yeah, and you know the dynamics and the culture of our police department, how will he handle that? Well, and will he hold people, his his officers accountable? Like, look, this is what mm-hmm. I want you to well, do. Well they say they say that um when a high profile person gets in trouble, that's where his challenge is going to take place at. Because somebody that's well known in the community or known throughout Tulsa, they get into trouble, blah, 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 blah. Whose side is he going to take? And uh, that's what a lot of the officers were telling me. That's where his challenges are going to take place. And that whole thing is, okay, how how we did our judge, Sharon Holmes. Mm-hmm. You know, 
one of the officers were trying to give her that same courtesy, what was happening with her and her family, give her the same courtesy that has been explained to other prominent people in the community that didn't have their business plastered all over Front Street. Mm -hmm. But he was called on it because of his relationship with our city councilor. So all of a sudden it was a bad thing. Well, he's not following police protocol. Da, da, da. As, exactly. many, as many folks have been beat their wife in the middle of the floor in the middle of the night, chase them down, Ooh, all this yeah. kind of craziness. You know, this is just, I'm not saying that it's happened, but knowing the culture here and how people treat wives and insignificant and, and their family members. Mm-hmm. And you bring well, it's all up, across the United States. And it's the same you, thing. You mean to tell me that she was okay. She was mm-hmm. the only one that we've heard of. And just recently we heard about the this one police officer did something and he's been put on, you know, suspended leave or whatever for misconduct with family members, whatever, whatever. That's the only time I've ever heard of that. And I guess because the media got hold of it and the police department decided, okay, we got to do something like about a this. regular treat this right. like a regular exactly. individual. So, but up until then, we ain't heard Jack. You ain't gonna hear Jack. Okay, but you but you try to make it sound like it doesn't happen. Yeah, but it does. Exist. And it does happen. And it happens and, all and, the time. And, and you know, you may have had money to pay folks off or whatever, and get them. You know, just keep it hush, or you you know the DA. We, no, don't worry about it. We're not gonna put that out there. Mm-hmm. You going about your business, take mm-hmm. care of your family, yada yada yada. And the people never hear about it. So who? I mean, it's. It's just I just don't understand why, why we why you just can't tell the truth and what happened, as opposed to saying, oh, we had a break in in North Tulsa at Fifty Six and Garrison, mm-hmm. and you have all the cameras out in the street pointing at the, but on the other side of town, oh, we have an incident over at in the Thirty Six Street South area. I mean, they never get. I mean, it's just the, the how the reporting is done from one side of the city to the other side of the city. And you know, speaking of reporting and stuff, sometimes I think they include North Tulsa when it's not even North Tulsa. Yeah, something happened clearly in East, East Tulsa, Tulsa, way it's, over there, Yale and Sheridan or somewhere, and they saying North Tulsa. But in their mind, okay, mm-hmm. it's, it's North certain, Tulsa. Okay, and we get the bad. Rap. Right, we get the bad rap, but mm-hmm. it's it's sort of like when you look at the when you look at the numbers and how things kind of disperse, you you see a, it's like they're concentrated, the and the majority of you know it's like okay, it's the system. Okay, so you know. so who do you re, who do you report to? Do you report to the mayor, or do you report to your FOP? Who 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 do you align your who are your alliances with as the chief of police? You should be with the mayor your city the people right should be but okay fop how much power do they have within our just like i was asking the mayor well they run a lot of stuff and um it's a lot of hidden agendas right there mm-hmm. you know behind the scenes and um uh, we just got to see what's going to happen here you know on our legal system with pol- community policing and what they're going to do what kind of programs they're going to implement right. and change, what kind of rules or laws or whatever. It would be nice to see the com- see the police, see policemen out in the community. Other Who live than, in the community. So, well, most importantly, that yeah. live in the community. That would be nice. That would be awesome. Yeah. And even if, I mean, if someone had a, 
just for a beginning cop, a police officer. Yeah, new police that. officer. A new police officer starting out on the on the fourth. Okay, here's a, here's a free house for you to live in this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You park your car and there you need, every. I think that they need to change uh, the training to cultural training. Oh, absolutely. To where they can know how to come into a minority community, whether it be blacks, Hispanics, or whatever, mm-hmm. and be culturally trained how to address certain issues. Mm-hmm. Well, looks like we're coming to the end of the show. Oh, okay. the show about over and stuff like that. But uh, we've talked about a lot of things this evening, and we want you to continue listening to uh, Bobby Eaton Show and Sherry Lasky every Monday, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Got anything you want to say, Sherry, before we depart? I don't have anything to say other than love your family, love on your folks. What a good thing to say. All right. Until next time, we want you to stay together.